You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back. Today's episode of the podcast might be one of the most practical episodes that we've offered you so far. We preached about the forgiveness of sins on on Sunday, and we recognize that as a church, you know, one of our primary jobs is to recognize the forgiveness that God has given us and then to give it to the world. But hey, a part of that is us learning to forgive each other and to be forgiven when we hurt one another in the world. And my guest today is Sean Hampton, our recovery pastor. Sean leads our Celebrate Recovery ministry and also just the recovery efforts of our church. I appreciate the discipleship uh, that you're carrying out in our church family. Sean, thanks for being with us. No problem. Thank you for having me. So in our conversations, you know, around the office or at a lunch table, you know, I've learned that uh, those who've engaged the recovery process in a healthy way uh, have learned an awful lot about forgiveness. Most definitely. And so I want to take sort of the treasures from the recovery process and bring them to everybody today to walk us through some intentional steps for uh, for forgiveness. So if you'll walk us through that, we would love to talk about uh, how forgiveness is really a powerful tool about reconciling relationships. So we're, we're all ears, Sean. Well, for me, um, I think the main thing that my recovery process has given me is a, a very concrete and real steps in understanding what forgiveness looks like okay um used to in the past i would just have said that you know i just forgive you and you try to move on but you really haven't gone through a process so of forgiveness so somebody might say what does it mean for me to forgive or have i really forgiven that person you know it keeps and so i think it's easy for us to say just forgive right because we're supposed to be forgiving people exactly god calls us to forgive we just do it that's right and and for a lot of people in a lot of scenarios that's sufficient Mm -hmm. but we find ourselves, I think, sometimes looking up saying, have I forgiven? Or why is this so hard? Right. Or Stuff. if I forgive, what, do, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What do I have to do? What does forgiveness entail? What does it not entail? So let's talk about forgiveness from the perspective of the recovery process. Right. For me, um, forgiveness is truly about reconciliation of relationships. Okay. It's about the healing of our relationships. Um I've come to understand. Again, I, I relate it back to my, my relationship with Christ uh, because that's the relationship that um, that was modeled and I right. think this is most healthy. Um, so through the blood of Christ, we are forgiven of our sins and we are reconciled in a relationship with God. Right? Right. And that's what really the process of, of forgiveness looks like is this process of forgiving so that we can reconcile and, and heal our relationships. So this is a simple way to think about it. It may be oversimplistic, but it's almost as if the offense or the transgression or whatever the harm was mm-hmm. becomes a roadblock. Right, between, right. Between the, and, and removal of that roadblock is essential. For a relationship to be, and in salvation, you know, my idolatry, my sin, I mean, my rebellion to God, that created a pretty terrific roadblock. Yep. And so, for God to be able to restore relationship and adopt me into his family, my sins had to be forgiven. And he provided the, the means for that, right. but also demonstrated that he was willing for that. And he also provides the example of what uh, that looks like in our practical everyday life. Right on. <laughs> so, let's translate that down now to a person to person level. Yes. Okay, so. Um, so I've sinned against someone, and that creates a roadblock between us. We desire to have the relationship reconciled. Both of us would like to get rid of this toxicity mm-hmm. that 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 unforgiven sin brings. You know, you know, one person is resentful, the other person is broken, or vice versa, or whatever combination, you know, of a mess you want to create. But there's a roadblocks. 
the, the relationship hurts and we're both hurting. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how to reconcile that relationship, uh, how, how to forgive. So forgiveness is a process. What does, it, what does that look like? Well, for the first part, we have to acknowledge um, that there's a sin or loss. Okay. There is something that needs to be grieved, okay. and um, there's grief in that. Um, and I think for the main part, the, the end of the grieving process is, is acceptance. Okay. And there's different stages, and I call them aspects of grieving, yeah. um, whether that's denial or bargaining or anger or depression. And in each one of those situations, if I'm den- for instance, if I'm stuck in denial around what has happened, the loss, yeah. the sin in my life, then there's really no, pro- no possibility of forgiveness. Right. For instance, if I hurt Kate and she comes to me and said, hey, that really hurt, that, 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 really, you know, that hurt me. And I say, what are you talking about? I didn't do anything that hurt you. Yeah. There's no forgiveness. Yeah, you're, you're making it difficult for forgiveness to take place. Right. Or if I, or if I explode in anger. Yeah. What are you talking about? You know, that, that again, yeah, that's a right. roadblock to forgiveness. Right. You're always hard on me, all right? Right. Yeah. So if, if our church family and all of our friends are listening today going, wait a minute, he's talking about the grieving process. I thought we were talking about the forgiveness process. No, Ooh. no, no. <laughs> you know, what, what, what I think the goal is here is that that offense that I committed against you, it created grief. Right. And you've got to work through, and, and there's this huge overlap between, like, why are we frustrated? Why is it a roadblock? Right. And it's because we got to grieve my transgression and heal it. So step one was acknowledge, we got to acknowledge that something happened. Right. Acknowledge the loss of the sin. Okay. So step two is a process of getting clarity about what happened. Okay. You're really not able to truly forgive until you understand what you're forgiving or what you're seeking to get forgiveness from. Okay. Um, And and really, it's it's laid out in 1 John, uh, the first chapter of of 1 John, where it talks about we are to walk in light as Christ in the light. Okay. We are are to allow the light of Christ come into our life to, to, to lay out bare and to truly get clarity and, and understanding around what the sin is in very specific, real ways. Uh, one of the things I like about the recovery process is we really don't talk much about forgiveness. It's truly about amends. Yeah. So we acknowledge not so much what we did. We do acknowledge what we did wrong, but we also look at making amends to that process. Okay. So we look at how we can make that right from moving okay. forward. Um, and, and that process is about confession, and bringing light in, in, into the situation. I got you. So the first step was an acknowledgement, you know, that I acknowledge that I'm hurt, that I'm grieving because of what you did, or that the offender says, gosh, I acknowledge that I hurt you. Mm-hmm. The second step is clarity, that if I'm the hurt person, then I say, why does this hurt me? You know, mm-hmm. what did... What did what did that offense really do to me? Or if I'm the offender, that I have clarity to say I recognize what I really did to you. Exactly. Okay. So step three, where are we? Step three is 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 then we work uh, the process of healing, reconciliation, our relationships. Now that we have acknowledged the sin, we've gotten clarity about what happens. Then we can work out a process of forgiveness. Process. Um, I think believers are well served by some of the scripture that we read together in church. For example, you and I have talked about First John chapter one verse nine. I'll get you to read that in a second. Mm-hmm. You've brought up for me James chapter five sixteen. Both of these verses talking about confession, which is a key component to this process where we begin to heal relationships. Why don't we read First John one nine together? First um, John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us for our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Confession is just such a key pl- uh, part of truly allowing the light of Christ, taking 
taking the things that we're trying to hide, yeah. the darkness within us, and bringing them into light so his light and grace can feed into that. And so in 1 John 1, 9, we're confessing our sins to God. And I think, you know, so many of us, we run from God, we hide, and really the doorway to healing is just stop running and mm. confess your sin to the Lord and receive his, his forgiveness. Amen. I mean, Christ has been our substitute. The ransom is paid, but for a lot of us, we won't receive on our end the peace that would come just from our act of confession. Right. We're so scared to confess. Oh, so <laughs> it's so hard. But gosh, you know what? I'm, the older I get, the more I realize how essential that is. But what would it look like if you lived a life of confession? Yes, absolutely. No, no forgiveness. What would that look like? So I'm going to switch. Process. So I'm going to switch gears. You you read First John one nine. Mm-hmm. I'm reading James five sixteen, which you brought to the table when you and I were talking earlier today. This is about confession to each other, right? Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. All right, so in the book of James, I mean, James is commanding the church to confess your sins to each other. All right. And I wonder for so many of us, um, how many of our hurts, habits, or hang-ups, how many of our wounds, how many of our broken relationships would begin to feel some healing and forgiveness mm-hmm. when we step through the portal of confession? Um, Sean, you know, as I'm looking through... You know, thinking back through our time together today, some very practical aspects of forgiveness, I just want to lay out a couple of other things, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this process definitely includes um, confession, and mm-hmm. that's something the church needs to rediscover, the power of confessing to each other. But there's a few other tips, I think, that you've given me for mm-hmm. healthy forgiveness processes, right? right? Um, for example, for somebody who's been abused or is in an abusive relationship, right? right. might look a little bit different, huh? Yeah, and for me, there's a healing process that needs to be taken take place there as well. Um, we have to go through, again, the very similar steps. We have to go through the acknowledgement, the clarity about what happened. And then oftentimes that healing of the relationship oftentimes can be mean the re- healing relationship or your relationship with God and mainly the healing relationship with yourself. Yeah. Because that abuse has done so much damage and trauma to you. Yeah. And you have to be honest sometimes that the person that abused you... Yeah. Might not you you can forgive them and re- relinquish them and let go, but they might not be safe. They might not be safe to have in your life. And I just want people to hear that that you know you can forgive somebody Correct. and release them of the of the debt they owe against you for their That's offense, definitely. but still in wisdom set up boundaries yep. so that they can't come in and hurt you again. Right. And I just want people to recognize that you know forgiveness doesn't mean foolishness, right? Yes. So we recognize that you know forgiveness may be a little bit more complex. It may you know. It may be, on the one hand, a decision you make in a moment, but on the other hand, a process that you have to work out sometimes for days, weeks, months, or years. And with the help of other people, too. Yeah, good word, man. Great word. I want to add one last thing. Um, J.I. Packer, uh, in the book Knowing God, he wrote something about forgiveness, and I'm probably totally mixing it up. I mean, I'm, I'm doing a terrible job representing J.I. Packer here, but boy, it stuck with me, and this is what this is what I remember. He said, you know, forgiveness is sort of like you have the keys to a jail cell and you walk down you walk down that cold, long corridor past steel bar after steel mm-hmm. bar. And when you decide to forgive somebody, you put the key in the lock to let the prisoner free. You mm-hmm. turn it, you open the jail cell door 
to set them free, and you realize that you are the one behind bars. One of the things that I think we forget is that when we live with unforgiveness, an unwillingness to forgive, I mean, we have a lot of pent-up, unhealthy emotions um, locked inside us. And so the act of forgiveness is not only good for the offender to be set free, but sometimes what we find is that if you're offended, the act of forgiveness lets you get on with being healthy too. Most definitely. Hey, man, thanks for sharing with us. So as a church, we are entrusted with the ministry of the forgiveness of sins. And that is a gospel ministry. But on the other hand, too, it also winds up being a daily ministry of forgiving each other's small offenses. And so let's become experts in the art of forgiveness. Hey, Sean, thanks for being with us, man. No problem. Thank you for having me.